Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella Hella in in Your Your 30s. 30s. This week, we go to a rock show. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Are you guys ready to live forever? It's Monday morning. You're driving to work. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're listening to this on a Wednesday night. Whatever it is, welcome to the podcast. Nick and Muriel here. We are fueling your fire, your bonfire of burning fury and glory. We're spreading your power throughout the podcast sphere, everybody. Okay, because I don't know if you know this, if you can't tell already, but I'm just an eagle soaring high. What are you What are you talking this about? This is our battle cry to our listeners. Go seize the day, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Live forever. Rock and roll will okay. never die. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, welcome to Helen Your 30s. Yes. If you haven't been with us before, uh, this is a podcast for all ages about adult stuff mm-hmm. so you know strapping for a wild ride and we're super excited about this week's episode we it- are because we we really did it we really did it we went to a rock show for the first time in a long time And when i say rock show what i mean is a rock and roll concert it was literally a rock and roll concert so we're we gonna- did sit down <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, but we're going to get to all that, okay? we got an incredible episode coming up for you. We're so excited. But before we get there... We have to give some serious love to the to the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are incredible. So we're gonna burn through this super fast. We okay. love you. This is like, well, honestly, we have so many thank yous. Yes. So you know, strap in because if you are a part of our community, then you will get some sort of love. Okay. Right. But also get prepared for some bits. So don't fast forward through this, okay? Because I'll make Muriel frustrated. She'll talk trash to me. So this is like also it's an entertaining. Starting. Exactly. That's my point. All right. So, uh, first off, we wanted to say thank you to our newest Patreon subscriber, Iman. Whoa. Happy birthday, girl. She's turning 26 years old. Oh, my God. We love you. Yeah. Thank you for subscribing to Patreon. She's awesome. All you uh, MFers who do it before December 10th, you're going to get a very special little something something in the mail yes. from Nick and Muriel. Just some little love. Don't get too excited. You'll it's get not, some Christmas love. It's not any, like, uh, you know, jewels or <laughs> actually <laughs> worthwhile. <laughs> but it'll be from our heart because you um, fuel our heart with love when you sign up for uh, whatever that's called. Patreon, we've got some fun bonus episodes over there yeah, for you. Yeah, we got bonus content. There's a bunch of different uh, tiers you can really subscribe for. Like, what? That's the lowest one? $2 a month, yeah, which yeah. is basically you throwing us like 50 cents per free episode plus you get free episodes. Yeah. And then also it goes up to literally $5,000 a day. Yeah, so right. Whatever yeah. is and comfortable we will, for you. Whatever's comfortable for you, we will <laughs> use it to buy donuts and concert tickets okay. just kidding okay all of that money goes back into the podcast so we can keep doing crazy uh shit yeah yeah, <laughs> right. yeah you know it baby uh awesome so all right what do we got we have more thank yous coming oh my god okay. muriel who do we have to thank okay. next we have to think we have to take abby so abby we recently did an episode about uh figuring out how to take care of our car we're dumb <laughs> yeah. abby is smart mm-hmm. and uh i don't know it's so great she sent us um seafoam motor treatment to clean out the gunk from our fuel lines yes and- i i now i'm learning that our car has fuel lines <laughs> yes it's see? not just a tank that it sucks water out of or whatever gas every day we should do one of those um what are those schoolhouse rock old school cartoons where <laughs> One about Mira learning about the car. Yeah, it'll be like radiator something, something that goes down to the brake system. This is the roof and this is the steering wheel. Yeah, look at us. And we're automatically multicultural, so it just fits in perfectly. It's, we're just amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Abby, thank you so much. We love you. Yes. Uh, and uh, we, you're a gangster, man. All right. Speaking of gangsters, huge shout out. We, all right. I'm going to let Muriel kind of take the lead on this because she got to hang out with her. Huge shout out to Nina Legend. Yes. Uh, we got to be one of our, um, it's one of our listeners in person. Yes. So Nina works at Paramount and she uh, really generously got us into a screening for Terminator 3. 
dark it's, fate i think it's like terminator five or six. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. the new terminator the new it terminator. was so fun <laughs> we got the vip access into the old private paramount screening facilities it, it was, was so fun it we was had the cool. best time and i took my mom yes and my mom has like not gone to a movie in the theater in like so long and my mother falls asleep at anything like any play concert <laughs> yeah. movie she falls asleep and she snores hella loud conversation conversations i mean i literally was like absolutely prepared to deal with her snoring well she, was, she has a good attitude 10. about it she was like if i she's like if i fall asleep just wake me up and <laughs> yeah. Nick and i were like yeah we're gonna <laughs> we're do definitely that. gonna do that and it was a terminator uh dark fate was so loud and insane that she stayed awake the entire time and the whole time she just kept looking at me like what the fuck is going yeah, on yeah she loved like, it i mean it's just the crashing and the spike hands it's well because like, she didn't know terminator too so she had no idea it was like uh centered on like females so she just thought it was gonna be a bunch of dudes and she was like so excited it was really great and also like you know you get to see action on a big screen it's like if my mom sees a movie it's like gonna be like about like old people having tea or something. <laughs> on a tablet <laughs> yeah she's like super into like british like dramas and yeah, comedies right. so like this is like i mean she's never seen an action movie in a theater yeah and it was we <laughs> she kept going oh my god oh god oh god over and over uh, it's pretty great <laughs> we absolutely loved it thank you nina that thank was you, so nina. cool uh we also have some people to shout out on social media shout out to young link yes sasha rainier yeah Yes. Dr. Becca. Yes. Holly and Mark, a.k.a. Hobbyist Band. Woo! They're an awesome band from Chicago, the coolest people in the galaxy. They're touring right now, so if you're in... Um uh, up and down the West Coast. Yeah, up and down the West Coast. I think if you're in Seattle or Portland, they're going to yeah. be going through there pretty soon. Yes. Hobbyists. The hobbyists. They're rad. They're so great. We love <laughs> you guys. Uh, and on Twitter, we got a shout out. Kev, Brev, and Father Gamer. Wow. Super shout outs. All right, now... Okay, look, this is called Hell in Your 30s. It's for people of all ages. But one thing that we all share in common is that Father Time is slowly knocking down our door and driving us to the grave. Yeah, so we in, are all slowly dying. Right, and in the meantime, we're living to the fullest. Yes. And we also, <laughs> in the meantime, mark passage of time with these things called birthdays. So we're going to shout out some people who have November birthdays and uh, because we're with you, we're uh, your our heart beats with you. And we got a bunch. We so, got a okay, bunch. And so you some super out. mega VIPs. Uh, <laughs> M. Samet, she's turning twenty five. Uh, that's a fun ass age. She's <laughs> for her birthday. She had sushi with her lady friends. And they went to their favorite bar and just spent the whole time avoiding bachelor parties. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, wield that power like a heavy club. Uh, uh, Caroline M. Willie, happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday, PB and Slay! Happy birthday, Aaron E. Holloway! Happy birthday, E. Fab eighty five. We well, love happy you. Birthday. Happy birthday! I don't know if Merlin is actually listening to this. No, he just likes our Instagram. That's account. okay. That's there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But just in case you are listening, Merlin, we love you. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, Kate B five zero three. Happy birthday, Lucy in the sky one one three zero dash. Oh wait, no, that's just Lucy. <laughs> Yeah, that dash just means she's turning 35. 35 baby. Happy 35th Ooh, birthday, girl! It's a good year. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Fine right. wine. Okay, uh, Vashti Pertle says happy birthday to her husband Nick, who's turning 30. Oh, welcome! Welcome, welcome to the club, buddy. the Pertles. We love you guys. Yeah. Oh, and they also have the Subaru that breaks down. They call it Sumo. So oh, yeah, just. We're just sending good, good sumo vibes to yeah, you guys. We yeah. love you. A huge birthday shout out to Daisy. Yes. Again, not sure she listens to the podcast. She's just a fan. She just loves us on Instagram and we love her IRL. Big shout out to the Corbin family. Yes. Uh, happy birthday, Walter. Walter. We love you. He's so cute. That's right. And I'm sure this podcast in some ways wafting through the air and getting to your innocent little ears. And for that, blame your father. Blame your father. <laughs> uh, also, just uh, after the car episode, um, one of the members of the Corbin family, Chris, texted me and told me that it was okay because his mom didn't learn how to drive until she was 36. And if I need lessons, he can help me drive in a parking lot. And I say, you are so sweet. I can't stand it. I have psychosis, so I'm probably not going to take you up on that. Well, and we can't leave Walter without a dad. So. <laughs> 
How dare you? If anyone's going to die from that, it's going to be me. That's no, for it's sure. going to be me. That's who's going to die. That's why I'm not doing it. All right. Also, huge birthday shout out to Armand. And of course, Nerdy Nell 89. She's yes. turning 30 this year. She's been rocking with us for a while. We love you. We, we, we just love you. I yeah. don't know what to say. Yeah, you're a part of our family. Okay. Is there anything else we need to do besides just continue do to do the gush? episode? Well, we definitely need to do the episode. So I guess gush, gush, gush. We love our listeners and um, strap in. And I don't know. I, I, we recorded this next part already. I don't remember what we said. But I listened to it back once, and I'm pretty sure it's awesome. So. <laughs> Our editor, ladies and gentlemen, and scene. Are you ready to rock, Muriel? I'm pretty ready to rock. We're going to rock. We are on our way out the door. We're going to go watch Built to Spill at the historic Troubadour which is the dopest venue of all time in West Hollywood. That's right. We're testing ourselves to the limit because guess what? I'll be 37 this year and y'all can suck it because Muriel does not stand up during a concert. <laughs> I'm so, going to make you stand up. No, I'm not doing that. We're going to so slow the, dance in the romantic songs right in front of the them, right in front of Doug March. You know that that's literally not happening. Anyway, <laughs> chronologically... Oh my God, that makes me mad just thinking about it. <laughs> Chronologically, back in, what was it, July? I don't know. It, was, June? it felt like three years ago. I think it was in June. We were um, kind of faded, and Nick bought, he goes, Oh, Built to Spiel is coming to LA. And the tickets were really expensive. And I was like, You know, we should just do it. Yeah. And that's it'll be how, for the podcast. Yeah. That's how long it took for us to, like, I needed three months at least for me to feel comfortable about going to a concert. Yeah, we had to really work ourselves up for this one. Well, because I had gone to see Austin's band. Our friend from Seattle mm -hmm. is in this awesome band called Pretty Awkward. And, and they were playing at the Troubadour. And I went there and I was like, this is the cool. Like everyone knows the Troubadour. We had never been there. And I went there by myself just to watch uh, Pretty Awkward. And it's just the coolest place. So then that night or later, whenever I was just like loaded, it was like, we got to check out what's at the Troubadour. We have to see what's at the and not only is it built to spill, but it's the 20th anniversary tour of their Keep It Like a Secret album, which so, is the most epic, greatest indie rock, psychedelic, romantic, sad, pessimistic, beautiful, trippy, playful album in the world. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is like a high school album. Yeah. This is like a, like a high school, like uh, I was introduced to this album by a very savvy boy, not you. Um, yeah, no, it was Dylan. He showed it to me too. We yeah. we, we, we both uh, were gifted this album into our lives by uh, Muriel's then boyfriend, my then very good friend, uh, Dylan. Yeah, and the, he's a, a what is I was going to say consumer. He's a courtesan. What do you call connoisseur? Connoisseur. How do I know that you don't? Well, wow. that's a very Nick word. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of fine music. Yes. Uh, he is a very. He has a very good. To, like a barometer for what is corny and what's not corny. So you just have to follow him if you're hanging out with him. <laughs> yeah. He tells you one thing's corny. You're like, oh, yeah, definitely, for sure, that's corny. And then Neil's like, that's cool. I was like, yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> so, you know, he, he introduced us to this album, which is very cool. Yes, back um, in 1999. Yeah, so now we are going to see... <laughs> That's 20 years later. I know. And f eight months after we bought these tickets. And it's hilarious. Like, this is the process. Okay. So we buy the tickets like months in advance. I think at this point, f maybe four months in advance. And then um, I've been kind of worried about whether or not I can sit for the entire time. And that's been a fight Nick and I have been having this entire time. And then we went during our uh, Halloween excursion with my mother we went to the Troubadour to check it out and we went upstairs and lo and behold, they have repurposed about 15 pews. Yes, and there I are some that, benches. And I was like, my ass will be sitting. <laughs> I will be. I shall be sitting. I was like so happy. And I said that to Nick and Nick literally just, his voice went up three octaves. He goes, what? What do you mean? We're going to stand in the front row and slow dance. It's like, I'm not fucking standing for a three hour concert. If I have the choice to sit, I'm sitting. All right, and I'm well, eating hamburgers. I know. And Muriel's like, oh, then we'll, we'll, we can be apart for this. It's like, we can't be apart, okay? This is romance nostalgia. We have to be with you each other. You will look not each other. force I, me to stand. I will force you eye contact you can't. If you and do, cry I'm going at the limp. same time. That's 
fucking do that. <laughs> if you try to move me out of my sitting position, I will go limp and you will have to drag me by my arm. <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, put you on my shoulders like yeah, uh, right. one of those Woodstock classic couples. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You just be miles above everyone and be like, get down. This is a tiny club. Oh, I do want to say. I want be dead. <laughs> I'm strong. You I'm would not all be able muscles. To carry I could put you on top of my head like you were a water, like you were a bucket Why full are of you water. So empowered and today? I was trying to get water to the village. Because you know why, Muriel? Because it's time to rock and roll. And Dang I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for so long. I do want to do one little quick sidebar. If you do find yourself in the West Hollywood uh, parade in uh, uh, Halloween, the Troubadour was a super fun vibe. No cover. They were just like, you Spooky just go dancing. in there and dance. And people were super cool. Big fan. Anyways, so the other part of this is that, so being very good adults who are needing to be able to do their thing, I was online for a very long time trying to figure out when the doors open and when we can get in line so I can get my pew seat. <laughs> yeah. And we said, I said, okay, well, I think the doors are opening at eight. And then I looked at the ticket and it's like, oh, the first headliner's at 8.30 and then the second th- headliner's at 9.30. <laughs> I mean, the first the opening act. The opening act, yeah, yeah, the yeah. second opening act, 9.30. And Built to Spill doesn't go on until 10 goddamn 30 at night. <laughs> and Nick goes, are you, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. We were like so sad. So we drank like all this coffee. Yes. We had to well, get our- prepared chakras up yeah we had to get our chakras up nick found out they serve junk food in the kitchen i found a place to sit and we don't want to not be able to sit so we're gonna go early and watch three hours of opening act (laughs) just so we can sit down uh no we're not gonna sit though we're gonna sit and then we're gonna elbow our ways to the front when built to spill comes on i want to be really real with you Good. I expect nothing less. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Like really for real. Yeah. Uncompromisingly, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so you can do it. And I'm not going to like restrict you. Like this is a marriage thing. It's a marriage thing because if you make me go try to elbow my way to the front of a crowd at 1030 at night so I can <laughs> yeah. stand for an hour, uh-huh. I will actually kill you. Okay. That's well, going to ruin the whole night. Well, here's me. a marriage thing. What? You would just do it anyways because I asked you to. No, you do it because you asked you to. And Muriel stays in the pew. Muriel stays in the pew. She watches the bags. She is a hawk. She will close her eyes and listen. She will eat snacks. Muriel will not be elbowing herself to the front of anything. Well, we'll just see. I might take ecstasy tonight. You don't know how to get ecstasy. <laughs> No, I know, but it's 1999. I didn't do it back then either. But um, who are you gonna get ecstasy from? Some cool hip cat, a hep cat. What are they called? Hep cats. You you have stuff to do tomorrow. You have to go do laundry. (laughs) Don't ever say that to me. (laughs) Oh my god! All right, well, Muriel already looks tired. I am tired, and if you, I swear to God, you are just setting yourself up for some fucking fight. I'm already feeling like fighting with you. I can't right. believe you're saying that to me. I look tired. You yeah. look like a child with it's in the middle of the night and he has sunglasses on the top of his head. <laughs> yeah, I'm you want to start ro- talking about yeah, each other? Yeah, I'm ready to rock, yeah, man. Great with your fucking dad shirt. <laughs> this is not a dad shirt. Look at that. It has a cool um, oh, what, stitch a rock going and across roll it. Stitch? Yeah, it has a stitch on it. This is a <laughs> rock and roll stitch. You know what's funny is it's going to be all I think dads there. I hope so. This I'm is a very thirties thirties plus concert to go to. Yeah, this is my this is my zone. I'll be out there looking for dads. <laughs> you, oh, you're gonna hunt, find a new one. Yeah. Um, well, when we <laughs> bought when I bought when I bought this ticket, it was only one night. But not only is this uh, night sold out, but they have two more nights. So I think it's gonna be a very hyped crowd. I think it's gonna, gonna be, be so really fun. And I'm telling you, like. You know, present company aside, I love a good dad bod. I love a dad. I think there's going to be lots of very handsome 40-year-old men in this audience. Yeah. And I, for one, am a big fan. Nice, gentle people who like to listen to 
pop indie rock. Oh, maybe we can meet up with another couple and then they'll like the the dad in that one will want to stay in the pews and the mom will be like, well, do you mind if we just go slow dance romantically? Yeah. To all these songs that are about 100%, depression. The dad and I will be singing pews look at, like from above being like, look at those dumb fucking idiots <laughs> getting completely crushed by the crowd. I'll be like the fucking hour that like the encore that's going on at 12, 15. I'll be like, are you happy with your choice? It's like over the balcony. Are you happy? Fun. Well, one thing I am excited about is I know you'll be you'll just be the parents. No, I'll be Joe chaperoning us. I will um, be the I'll be Jabba the Hut. Yeah, Chilling. that's what I'll be doing, enjoying myself. Well, one thing I'm excited about Star Wars is okay, uh, is uh, is uh, keep it like a secret. It's only a ten song album. It's like forty five minutes long. Oh, thank God. So what I really want them to do is just play the album in order. And then just that be it with maybe if they wanted to get really freaky, they could do an encore from like the Halo Benders, which is a side project, another epic indie rock band. Right. And then they take a quick bow, get the fuck off stage. Yes. I'm home by 11. Yes. 52 minutes front to back. You could, they could get to have some guitar solos, you know, go a little long, you know. But besides that, in and out. Keep it like a secret. Keep it I short and tight. I don't even know what you're slow dancing to. This is a very fast album also. <laughs> it's not fast. It's psychedelic, man. You just trip out you're and move your body. You're not even using any words that would describe this band. <laughs> I think it's so. not psychedelic on any yeah, level. Yeah, it is. He does all those weird loops with the guitars and stuff. It's good, man. We were listening to it last night and just going through the lyrics. Oh, there's so many cry songs on yeah, this. They're just, he's so disillusioned. Oh, uh, it's so good. I've been feeling that way lately. So for me, it'll be a great pile of shit for me to wallow in. <laughs> Very artistic shit. Yes, artistic, beautiful, psychedelic shit. <laughs> I just feel like you don't know what that word is. Yes, I do. It means like a Jimi Hendrix poster. Yeah. Yeah. Trippy, like kind of like out of this world, mushroom trippy, magical. Yeah, but that doesn't describe Built to Spill at it all. It describes the acoustic, the sounds of it. The, <laughs> the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I will have you know that my love for this album shall not be uh, disparaged. I'm not going to disparage your love, I might disparage <laughs> your vocabulary. <laughs> I know. I don't know anything about rock criticism. I just know what's cool and what isn't, you know? All right. Well, Muriel's got her white wine gone, of course. <laughs> My red wine is still full. So Yeah, so we'll know who's... I'm going to be asleep. I'm going to see... What, my plan is I'm going to see the first terrible band, and I'm going to be into that because I like watching weird shit. I'm they're probably going to be good. I bet you they won't be terrible. Absolutely not. I don't know. <laughs> you think they're going to be bad no matter what? I don't like bands, and I don't like music. Just kidding. <laughs> None but of that is true. You I love bands. I don't. I don't know. I love people. I just think they're going to be weird. That's my prediction. Okay. First band is going to be the most out there, sort of like, what is this? <laughs> and then the second band will be competent, but boring. That's when I'm going to take my first nap. <laughs> and then I'm going to get a St. Hamburger or whatever they have at their like little shack. Yeah. And then I'll watch Built to Spill perched on the edge of my seat with a shawl around my <laughs> shoulders. Just a little babushka. Yeah. And I'm going to find yeah. somebody who has good magnifying glasses from Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see. Yeah. I get you a fan, some hard candy. Yeah. And then I'll throw the hard candy at you <laughs> while you're like psychedelically dancing. <laughs> Off ecstasy, uh, everybody's like, "Where did this guy come?" <laughs> How did he get that stitch in his shirt? You're gonna be like Mr. Burns, where everybody thought he was an alien in the Simpsons. Oh, like I come in peace, friend. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad you think you're funny. I have my mind in a higher, <laughs> higher level. My mind is at a higher place of, uh, you know, <laughs> understanding right now. <laughs> You'll be using your fingers while you're dancing. Bill <laughs> <laughs> so just will be like, yeah, it took 20 years, but I guess this album's now a dance album. Yeah, one guy danced yeah, well, after 20 years of touring with these songs. And he was dancing so slowly. <laughs> This fool says, oh, I want you to get off your bench, go downstairs and stand next to me while I dance like a <laughs> fucking just like insane person. <laughs> ah. uh, all right. Well, Are you I gonna wear your sunglasses into the club. No, 
I don't even know why there's so much. <laughs> I think because today's been so busy. We like had to come home and we had like 20 minutes, like do t- uh, two hours worth of shit. Yeah. And I just kept them on there. And now we got to go because we're actually going to be late. We don't want any of these pews taken up, you know? Well, I'm going to pee at the house. I'm going to poop at the house. <laughs> so we're going to be an hour and a half late to this concert. All right. Well, we will be checking in with you shortly. Rock on. Hello. Pardon the interruption. This is Nick and Muriel. If you're hearing this, it means we do not have sponsorship for this episode. Nope, but Campfire Media is working hard to make sure that changes. In the meantime, this episode is brought to you by you, our listeners. If you want to support Hell in Your 30s, please go to patreon.com slash hellinyour30s. How do you spell Patreon, Nick? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hellinyour30s, all spelled out. We have plenty of tiers for you to join the Hella family at whatever level feels comfortable for you. And hey... If you're not feeling another monthly subscription all up in your bush and you appreciate the podcast, you can always Venmo us at Hella in Your 30s or send us a little something something through PayPal at Hella in Your 30s at gmail.com. And now back to the episode. All right, this is post concert, one o'clock in the morning. It's one o'clock in the morning. We're being quiet. We're, We're very amped, but also very, very tired. Also very <laughs> exhausted, but so thoroughly rocked to the core. Oh my God. That was the best concert I've ever been to. Yeah. Was it? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. it like there, it could not have been better. It mm. was so good. So nostalgic. Well, it was, I guess the thing about nostalgia well, I don't know. I have a lot of weird thoughts about nostalgia. Generally, I'm kind of like too cool for nostalgia, but <laughs> but <laughs> I will say that there You're was the something. You're the king of nostalgia. I'm talking about something more important right now, Muriel, <laughs> which is that it was incredibly moving to be around people that are were just like I've loved this music for 20 years because built to spill, keep it like a secret. 20 20th anniversary tour did not disappoint they played the whole album it was so epic and best best encore ever did a cover of benny and the jets crying greatness (laughs) it was so good we'll tell you all about it tomorrow because you can't say too much we're not gonna talk we gotta go to sleep but i just felt like i was just so moved by being around people that loved that those songs well, I had a really rough day today and yeah. I just mentally and I'm usually pretty reluctant to do things in big groups just because <laughs> I just feel like I've got to go against the grain. I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. So I was like, I'll go to this concert, but I want to sit down and look at all the weirdos being there. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, doing that made me feel like way like I don't want to be dramatic and say like less alone yeah but definitely like made me feel like a part of something and in a way that I made you feel less alone it's okay I think you can be dramatic is that that really I did I was just like wow this is just like and you know what the main thing was is I was having, I've been having like a, just feeling kind of sad lately, but I think a lot of us are. And a lot of it is just because the world is burning. And today I was just like getting mad about like everything that like is coming down on us, like our generation or mm-hmm. like, you know, around this age, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just like how much, like how heavy stuff kind of feels and like, then when this song came out, then, you were wrong when you said everything's gonna be all right. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> and then all these people at the they bottom were, were just wrong. shouting it. That's <laughs> yeah. like when they first started really singing along. Oh, people yeah. People were just like shouting it. And I was just like, I've been mad about this all day. And now everybody's <laughs> mad about it. This is what it feels like to be at a Trump rally. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just was like, this. But much more emo and pretty. Well, I mean, and you know, like we're not 
we're just saying it's just not all right. Man. Yeah. We're all just emo. Yeah. You were right when you said we're all just bricks in the wall. Yeah. Dust in the wind, baby. Yeah. You were right when you said we were dust in the wind. Just stick with that. Dust in the wind. Yeah. Don't tell me it's going to be all right. Right. You were right when you said this is the end. Yeah. So, and so surprisingly, after all that anthem, I came home and I just feel a lot better about yeah. the world. <laughs> Feels great. <laughs> uh, we also totally found a pew up top. It was like perfect. We totally chilled. Did not go down to stand in front of the stage. It just got too packed. But uh, then what happened was right when uh, Built to Spill started, right in their second song, the security opened up the like uh, like VIP very first row of the pews. And for some reason he just, he just like waved at us to go sit in there. So then Nick and I just went and sat in the center of the front row of the <laughs> cushiest seating right next to the lead singer's mother. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> what? Yeah, that definitely did happen. And then afterwards I was trying to take a selfie and I fell in a hole <laughs> in front of about a hundred people and I fell harder than I fallen. It looked. It was. I never really fall. Funny. No, you never fall. But you looked like like a transformer shutting down. <laughs> no, I, well, I felt. What happened is I fell, and I thought I could save myself. But then I was like, well, I fell in a hole, and then I, I, I stopped myself in the hole. But it was on a root of a tree that was really high. So then I fell again after the root of the tree. Like I was like, kunk, 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 like falling downstairs. Yeah. And I kind of I just feel like slow if, motion gave up yeah. and fell down and be like, oh my God. And this guy's like, do you need any help? And Nick was just like, what happened? Yeah, I didn't say that. I just lifted yeah, you, you up. You literally said I what happened. I knew what happened. I didn't say what happened. Nick. All I know is that if what Missy Elliott had seen you, she would have hired you to be a dancer in one of her music videos. You were standing there laughing and then you said what happened and some other man helped me out. That's not what one happened. One of the C, it is what happened. No, what happened was is you went ahead of me be, and then cut in front this guy and then fell down <laughs> like doing the robot and then he lifted you up right when i was there to lift you up at the same time well you laughed and said what happened and <laughs> well, then you laughed the entire funny. time we walked down the block and I, you one, were laughing too one man out of the 900 single 30 to 40 something white men from this thing <laughs> yeah help me up i will say built to spill what best concert I've ever been to. I fucking loved it. And their demographic is just super solid. And it <laughs> hasn't changed in 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's just a sausage fest. But I was very much, there were some ladies there and there were some ladies solo that were just loving that music and I was just really feeling their That's fine. spirit. But man, that was a sea of dads. Yeah. That was. I don't think there's a lot of dads. I think most of them were... Uh, childless. Mm, I don't know. They were just all just hunky dads. One of them was playing the drums and he was literally wearing cargo shorts and a tight white baseball cap. And he looked like somebody's like, well, you know. Are you talking about the from the opening band? Yeah. We were oh, just like, okay. what is up with this guy? He looked so hilarious. Like somebody's like uncle was like, yeah, well, my friend Doug plays the drums. <laughs> They're like, okay, I guess bring Doug. <laughs> And then he shredded so hard. The first two, we were kind of hating, or Muriel was, not me, hating on the idea of the openers, but the first two bands were sick. They were One really of them, good. You guys should check them out. One of them, they're from Boise, Idaho, and they're called The Hand. And, and the, they toured with um, Built to Spill on this album when they released this album. In 99. Yeah, in That's 99. That's so cool. So, and like, then, they're just like an old, and they, one of the, like, the bassist has, like, long gray hair. He had to be, like, 60. Yeah. He was. And he was shredding his ass off. And then the other band was uh, young, obnoxious kids who were hilariously. Also not that young. I'm definitely about 30. <laughs> you think they were 30? They seemed like they were like 22. They all had the high waters. And um, pretty annoying to me on stage. And I felt like the older crew that was up in the pews with us were also just like, oh, my God, these people are so annoying. But they their music was their great. Their music was really, really and good. They're and they're called slam dunk they're from canada check them out yeah they had this lady this bassist this only woman on any of the in any of the bands yeah because it was all dudes and um she was just i was looking at her and i was like i was like somebody's 
who got how did that lady get on the stage <laughs> she was like the nerdiest lady i've ever seen well the weirdest thing too is she just kind of like they were like setting up and then she just kind of like she like brought her bag up there and just like they were like hi and she was like hi and she just put her bag down and grabbed the bass i was like oh i guess she's in the band she was like wearing a backpack she had these high <laughs> high-waisted jeans and this weird she looked kind of weird her hair was all messed up she just like walked on and she looked like she did not belong on that stage on any level like right. she was like sorry um keith left his bag over here. like <laughs> it was just whatever and then she picked up this bass and she's like super sweet she doesn't look like she's doing anything with her body but then her bass playing was like so funky and saucy and then she, she also really good. as a backup vocalist she was just like the shrieker she had like i want to be a backup vocalist she like was just that. shrieking and like she was shrieking a lot that when she wasn't even standing by the microphone. That was my favorite part. <laughs> she just like kind of couldn't time the way her weird, awkward, tall body sways. <laughs> she couldn't time that with the bass and having her face near the microphone. <laughs> so it was just a lot of like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, and then she'd be like, ah, and then she'd just walk away. So you could kind of hear her screeching. Yeah. It's just picked up on the mics, but she's just walking around the stage screeching. Well, and at one point, because they were being like annoying, uh, they all like sat on the ground to play. But she like, like the two guitarists like sat on the ground and then she sat on the ground. I was like, she's not going to be able to get back up. <laughs> it was such a crazy, awkward battle for her to get up while continuing to play the bass. You know what's funny? I thought she did what, what the funniest part about that to me was that I actually thought she did a pretty good job standing up. Yeah. But my favorite part was you going, well, she's going to have to get back up. <laughs> it's such an old man thing. It's like, idiot, what are you going to do now? <laughs> no one can stand from a sitting position. <laughs> what are you, mad? <laughs> um. All right. We well, should go to bed. We have to go to bed. Built to spill is so I'm sore good. from falling in the hole. It's barely yours on loan, what you think you own, the place that you call home, the ideas in your bones. Oh, I thought it was going to be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this would still feel dumb back where you're from. Do you? Do you want to change your mind? Do you want to change your mind? Because you could never know that in a time trap, in a time trap. Guess that's all fair now because guess that's all there ever was. Gray and sprawling, savior crawling. Because you could never know that in a time trap, in a time trap. Do you want to save your life? That's epic. No idea what that means. Do you, do you <laughs> want to save your life? Oh, man. It's not really what it sounds like. Exactly, it's so but. funny. I was feeling like that song was really epic, but hearing the lyrics, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a reach. He's <laughs> like, mm. just talk about time and life. <laughs> It's barely yours on loan, what you think you own. That's so epic. I don't, yeah, I mean. You know? I don't know. I just like how just pessimistic this dude is. Come on stage, he hung his head, yeah. didn't say shit. And then after they got done with the set, he said thank you three times. And then they said thank you. They didn't even say this is their last song. They just took off their guitars and walked off stage. <laughs> yeah, there was not a lot of performing per se. It, that was my favorite part. <laughs> I know, it was it the best. It just looked like he was fucking around the whole time. They were like, they were kind of acting like if Bernie Sanders was in a rock band or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of grumpy. Like, we're here to do an incredible job, but I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah, I was watching it for a second. I was like, are they getting, are they being forced to do this? <laughs> yeah. I had this moment where I was just like, are they, what's happening? But then after a while, it's like, well, they're being really funky and good. Yeah. Oof. Oh, he sounded great too. I can't stand it. It was so good. Well, I think that's what I loved about him having that young slam dunk band go on before. Cause it's kind of like when you go see like Joey Diaz do stand up comedy, he always has like a lady open for him, you know, just to like make sure that all the energy vibes are covered. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Cause those ladies were all the same, <laughs> just different than Joey Diaz. <laughs> No, that that is how I felt about the young band. I was like, oh, I get it. They're like generically young. I know. But I think what you said about uh, the woman opening for Joey Diaz yeah. is actually sexist. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my point. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. Tight, tight, But tight. Uh, yeah, the they were great. Everybody was great. But really, the thing was, it's like, 
there's nothing like a band that has like its own unique sound. Yeah. Like when you just can't hear, it's just like they really were just very, very, very good. Like very good in a, in a couple of very good opening acts. It was like, Oh, that's why this band is famous. And the other two bands were like very good. Right. Anyway, I got to go to bed. I gave myself whiplash falling in the hole. <laughs> we're right. going to continue this tomorrow. Sweet dreams. And can we, pl- oh God, please, dear Lord above, help us sleep because I have not been able to sleep lately. Mm-hmm. We're going to bed now. Okay. I tried to end this podcast like three times. Okay, good night. <laughs> I know I would now it's it's funny because I just want to go to concerts all the time except for this was such a specific crossroads of the exact kind of concert that I want to see that I just don't there's like nothing else I'm interested in seeing oh yeah for sure I mean it's like weird that's a weird thing I think like for us or for me I only want to I only do it for nostalgia's sake like I don't do it because I love doing it but I think in some ways that's always been the case for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really like, I like watching live jazz yeah. because it's like, I like watching the improvisation of it and like the way that it's not set. Well, and you're sitting and you're ordering cocktails and you're kind of like, you can kind it's of, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And they're like, there's some, like you can talk at the table a little bit. You're relaxed. It's yeah. not so loud. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but I do like, enjoy it. Okay. But I, I like it. Yeah. It's but great. I think like for this particular type of music, yeah, it's like, I always, I always liked like whenever, so like when we were growing up, right. Yeah. Like, like I, used to go to these concerts because I was dating a boy in a band or my friend was dating a boy in a band and it would be like, they're playing a thing. So and, many boys in bands. And it was like, like in Seattle, like back then in like the early aughts, like it was basically like house shows. So yeah. you'd like, so like, I, I'm sure lots of people have done this, but the scene is like very much like in a lot of ways, like if you would romanticize like the grunge era, I feel like if you're like Seattle, it's like raining, you take the bus there. Yeah. It's like, uh, you're wearing like cuffed jeans and like a little like cute sweater. Or and, if you're like, a guy, like a Carhartt jacket. Yeah. And it's like super cold and drizzly and super dark at like four o'clock. Yeah. And you get off the bus and you go to some house and it's like smells like brewer's yeast and like cumin. <laughs> and like there's like 50 people who live there. This and is also the white version of Seattle, by the oh way. Oh my God. Yeah. But I would say like. I, like in terms of it being like the cl- like, like classic, iconic, it's yeah. a pretty white city. I mean, yeah, a lot yeah, of it yeah. is very, but it's like very like you go in and like you go into the basement and then there's just like, I don't know, a shit ton of bands in a night and they're just like, like it's a scream shit, right? So you go in and be like, they're like screaming and everybody's like so dramatic. What's it called? Like melodic hardcore? That's what my boyfriends used to play. My boyfriend used to play, but like there was lots of stuff like melodic hardcore, like punk and like people, I mean, like people like really like, vegan and like really like distraught and like against like institutionalized racism and it's like what are you what are you what are you talking about well i think that's the funniest part about being like super super white is you go down there and it's like all these kids are also like pretty wealthy enough to like have like band equipment that they can afford of course of course like a van and like there runs (laughs) off of like biodiesel it's like okay well you know i mean it's They're like, fine. we're going to borrow my mom's Chrysler to go dumpster dive. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, man. Then it's like the songs are like, you know, my heart is breaking in two. <laughs> but, you know, but it's great. But like, what well, I guess my point is, is that like, it was never purely about the music for me. It was oh, more right. about like doing it. Yeah. And just being like, what the hell is going on over here? Yeah. Like, because it's always like fun. It was never really my scene. I don't have a scene. What? I do have a scene. My scene is um, our theater li- nerds. Oh, I was say our living room. <laughs> our living room. Pajama party. Pajama, pajama party. And then like people who could be like, well, I just think like, <laughs> I don't know, just talk about musicals. That's all like, I'm like the nerdiest person 
in the whole world. You know, so, you've been saying that for years and I'm always like, but you're so funny and like talented and cool. And like, I like, I've always like just really been inspired by you and like, you're not nerdy though. And then I've, you've said it so much. And now that I've seen you in the wild more, I'm finally like, oh yeah, you're really nerdy. I'm hella <laughs> no, nerdy. You're you are so sweet to me because I love that you don't think that I'm nerdy. And, and in some ways that I, you know, like who that's in the eye of the beholder. But I mean, like, I'm, <laughs> I don't have, I have like no chill. Do you remember the first concert you ever went to? Mm, the first concert that I ever went to, I believe was Sugar Ray. Really? I saw Sugar Ray too. We, I think we might've seen the same concert. Was that Bumper Shoot? No, it was not at Bumper Shoot. It was at one of those really great like theater venues downtown and it was Sugar Ray and Everclear or something like really? They were touring. So it might have been the same. They were touring together. Yeah. This, they were at a bumper shoot. That's what I saw. My mom like really wanted to go. So we all went. <laughs> all I remember is the guy from Sugar Ray was like, you know, let me hear it if you have a small dick. But I didn't hear him say what it was. So I just went, <laughs> yeah. And like, I think I was with like Dylan and Matt and like James Summers or something. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, what? And they were like, they he said, cheer if you have a small dick. And I was like, okay. What if they, what if he didn't say that? And they were just being mean to you. Well, I then found out that he's like, well, that they were being mean to me. So <laughs> that's also part of it. They were but so mean. He like famously has a small dick and talks about it all the time. Oh, like a micro. I don't know how micro it is, but I'm pretty sure there's, he's like, I'm just going to get out ahead of whatever sex tape I know is out there of me that just shows my little dick and just, I'm just going to claim it and let everyone know, which is a boss power move. I think so. And if somebody screamed that in a concert, I would be like, yeah, I would definitely <laughs> yeah, do that right. just because like, you know, whatever. In that, in that era, I also went to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was after Columbine and they did a free concert, but you had to, you had to write an essay about how you would, I think it was the, I didn't write the essay. Uh, Dylan and Matt wrote the essay and I went there with him, with James. They brought, I forget what the essay was. It was something like how to combat like school violence or something. And both Dylan and Matt won two tickets. What? So I went there and it was, we were like right in the front row at like the Paramount or something. Like how awesome. old were you? Uh, Maybe a freshman. So weird. When, whenever Columbine happened, like shortly after that. That's crazy. So for all anyone who's listening who well, doesn't know this, Dylan is my ex-boyfriend from high school. Who introduced us to Built to Spill. And the whole, he's the, the legend. He, and, yeah. he, and that's the kid that you saw your first two concerts with? No, those were not my first two concerts. No, oh, my first concert Because uh, I was just thinking about like that era and like rock show. No, my first concert, I was in fourth grade. I went to go see Boys to Men at the Tacoma Dome with my mom and Matthew Keats. Subway and Brandy opened. What? And it was so epically great you know about how i won two tickets to go see uh boys to men and mariah carey and, and your mom bone thugs let and you harmony go. that was the ticket oh it was my god bone, mariah carey and and uh and uh boys to men and my mom wouldn't let me go how old were you i was 12 yeah so i mean my mom was how just, did you win the tickets I called. I would listen, and I called into the station. It was like, like Cube play seven, yeah, to Cube ninety three. <laughs> they played like seven Mariah Carey songs in a row, and I called. Oh no, I had to be the like ninety seventh caller, ninety third, ninety third caller. Yeah. No, ninety seven point three. No, KBSG. 90, that's oldies. Oh yeah, yeah no, no, Cube ninety three point three. I had to be the ninety third caller, yeah. and I called in, and I won, and I was like, no fucking way. And I was like a kid, so yeah. I was like, what? I won! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> And they were just like, uh, and then I got those stupid tickets and my mom made me give it to my friend Marlo. And then my friend Marlo went and she lost her planner and it was like this big travesty. <laughs> her planner. But then someone mailed it to her. So it was fine. <laughs> like a Lisa Frank, like school yeah, binder with like, thing. Like all of her days. She was like, so she was like, all my phone numbers are in there. I don't know what to do. I had $20 in there. It was like this big travesty. Cause like she went to the concert and something terrible happened to her. But then somebody just took the money and then mailed back her planner. Uh, hilarious yeah you know no i went to go see boys to men and um of course it was just so great i was so in love with brandy i just couldn't couldn't contain my love for brandy she's really pretty she's so great she, especially back in that era too she was just her powers were just immense and then <laughs> and then 
I don't. I haven't been to a ton of shows. I did see E Forty, my favorite rapper, and Bone Thugs and Harmony, my favorite group. Uh, so I checked those off the bucket list. I didn't see it. I never. I never got into it. I was. I say. I like my first concert was at the Paramount in front of like a thousand. Well, something like seven hundred people or something like that. You were performing. Yeah, with Raffi, and I sang <laughs> "Baby Beluga." It was me and like four other kids singing with Raffi in the children's. Like we were like a mini children's choir, and that was like the first concert. I was probably nine. Yeah, or something. So like. I did stuff, yeah, but I didn't ever like see any. I saw a Beatles cover band that was really popular, mm-hmm. and then Sugar Ray, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, like a thousand weird like basement shows where people were just screaming to the mic about social injustice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, to a bunch of other <laughs> stupid white people. That was the craziest. That time was so crazy. Like, literally, I think at one point, like they were like everybody was like really counterculture and like dumpster diving food all the time. And then like at one point, like one of the kids moms got mad at us because they were just dumpster diving food and then putting it in the basement and it was just rotting. (laughs) It was like, they didn't need the food. They're like, we're radical counterculture. I'm going to dumpster all this shit. And then have my mom buy me expensive vegan hot dogs. (laughs) 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 All this shit's going to waste. And then they would act like like, Garrett, why is there seven crates of bagels in my basement? It's <laughs> just like, Mom, I'm getting rid of them, okay? Just like throw them in We're your garbage. We're feeding homeless with it, Mom. <laughs> it was so wild. Like, because like, I also, I was just the whole thing. Like, I grew up like on food stamps. Like, that's like, oh, and going to food banks and stuff. Like, we didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid. And so for me, I'm like, but it's this weird thing. I don't know about I just always think I'm in trouble. Like I've talked about this before. Like some people feel that way. Like I never do anything wrong, but I'm never emboldened. Like if I shop at Trader Joe's and then put some today, like at 36, I shop at Trader Joe's, put it in my bag. There's a receipt in the bag, even a brand of Trader Joe's stuff. And then I go to Whole Foods to pick up one more thing. Yeah. With the same bag. I'll be like, hey, listen, um, I already bought some stuff at Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, right. If you want, you can see the receipt. And they're like, just like, what are you what? talking like, about? Why are you talking to me? But like, I, I, I just work here. I don't care about that. But I like grew up with like no money and then like, and going to food banks, yeah. which these kids, and I volunteered at food banks. And like these kids had never been to a food bank in their life. But I go dumpster diving with them and I would be like too nervous to get out of the car. They'd be like, you're so like, don't get it. <laughs> and then they just dumpster food. They don't even fucking eat. And it was yeah. just like, I was like, like, don't you get it? This is injustice in action. This food being thrown away. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, you literally get this food from the food bank. It's the same food. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh my God. But like, that's why, you know, it's just like. That I went to that I went with that crowd to a couple of shows at the Rock Candy, which was this all ages like really small crazy ass club. Oh yeah, and like and it, it and we knew it was getting like it was like going out of business or changing ownership or whatever. And we so we went to like all of the shows towards the end of it. The only ones I really remember were the Dropkick Murphys, which I've never listened to before or since. I could see you really liking that. Though. But it was just crazy. That was the most brutal. People were getting fucked up in that mosh pit. Yeah. People were getting fucking torn up. Then I saw Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan do a what? solo show there. And then people were like moshing around in there. And then because in the Dropkick Murphys. It was like people were jumping on stage and then the, the lead singer would like high five them and then like punch them in the face and throw them off. Like yeah. Whatever. Like people, there was like really interactive and, and like people were constantly jumping on stage and then jumping off. And then for Jizzus, someone tried to do that and like four of Jizzus bodyguards just came and like mushed his face like back into the crowd. <laughs> like it wasn't a fun like get in there. It was just like, you will be squashed into submission. <laughs> and then, yeah, that those were, those were insanely epic shows i saw uh parliament at the uh and george Cl- george clinton i guess it was funkadelic I, I guess it was just funkadelic at um bumpershoot that was super epic yeah bumpershoot like for those of you not in the know no bumpershoot was just like the music venue like it was just a huge music festival yeah it used to be free and then it was free for 12 and under and then everyone under 18 would just go it was so easy to sneak in like throughout high school yeah and then they kind of cracked down on it but it used to be like really like you could see so many bands i saw the black eyed peas there and it was it was before fergie joined and they were like kind of still like backpack like underground hip-hop like conscious kind of and then afterwards they were just walking around 
like hanging out where all the bad kids used to hang out by the whales. Oh yeah, by, by the, the whales. That's where we. Were, I had we were two just... different people tell me a boy had a crush on me for them by the whales. Yeah, the whales like, is where it went down. Like that classic thing of like, yeah, the, like Eric has a crush on you. He's <laughs> by like, the where whales. is he? He's like, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> The whales, I mean, I saw someone get stabbed there. It was intense. And then anyways. Well, yeah, but most of the time it was just like weed smoking 15-year-olds. Yeah, right. When we talk about bad kids, it's not really. I mean, mm. it's the whales by the fountain in broad daylight. <laughs> it's not like, it's not all the bad kids. <laughs> anyways, the Black Eyed Peas were walking around there and my friend wanted to take a picture with them and he like didn't know what to do. So he just handed the picture to Will, the camera to Will I Am. And then like he took a picture with like the other two guys. Like that's how not like mega superstars they were at all at that's the time. That's hysterical. The most fun stage of that era of Bumbershoot was the reggae stage, though. Yeah. That's where people were really getting loose and I having almost, so much fun. I almost always just performed there. I didn't ever really go. Or if I yeah. went, I wanted... Oh, man, one time, though? So there's one thing that happens at Bumbershoot. I don't know if it still happens. But, like, so Seattle Center's, like, this... It has a little carnival and then a huge fountain and then, like, a bunch of stages and whatever. And then there's this big, like, lawn... And they're just like constant, like evolving drum circles, yeah. <laughs> like all over. They would just like start spontaneously and grow into like a hundred people and then like disappear. Yeah. And then they were like, like, where did you get these drums, man? <laughs> They'd be out here banging on these drums, all these white dudes. And like, <laughs> I went to one once and I was like trying to elbow my way in. There were hella people, like it was a big one. And people were just like, like, banging on these drums yeah. and I heard the saxophone and I was like what is going on out here and I got through the whole thing and there was a guy in shoes buck naked playing a saxophone but he was doing it like rocking back and forth really hard so his wiener was like <laughs> <laughs> and it was like probably four o'clock like in the afternoon just <laughs> keeping time <laughs> like that i was just like what <laughs> i was like maybe 14 it was just like four o'clock in the afternoon like broad daylight just like these spontaneous sort of like ecstatic displays of pure music yeah right it's <laughs> so like, great it's so weird i remember one year the roots were supposed to headline and they had to cancel so then like a, the, a month later they came and did a show for like ten dollars at one of those i forget the name but just like an incredible club like right across like the, the street. crocodile or something, something yeah. like that and it was so great yeah that was wild i mean it's like yeah i feel like i just don't I just kind of like the experience of being around music in this way that doesn't really have to do with whether or not I like it. Yeah, right. But more like how interesting it is to sit there and sitting is important to me. <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes you're just like, what is this scene? Yeah. Because music is so like insane. Like it sparks like, you know, culture and like wardrobe and attitude yeah. and like haircuts and like all of this stuff where it's like you're kind of like like so dedicated in this way that's like you don't see I feel like if you go to see a play like not everyone's dressed like the people in the play you know like if you see cabaret or something like that people are like oh yeah let's go see cabaret that's great but like it's not like everybody's coming dressed in like weird like german cabaret snm <laughs> gear it's like you know what i mean like it's like it's not the same we can love it but it's like i mean there's like rocky or a picture show but i mean like or like if you go see like a tennessee williams play it's like he's super famous and those shows are incredibly famous but like you're not showing up dressed as like a Southern belle from the 50s. That would be so funny if people did start doing that in theater the way, the way they do for like Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Or like punk rock shows or like any yeah, of the right. reggae shows where you're just like, what? <laughs> like, it's like very cool. Like music is very odd in that way. I think that's yeah. why I always liked it. It was yeah. not because I, sometimes I just, I like music, but like not because I'm like, uh, like a connoisseur, like a have an encyclopedic knowledge, or people are like, "Oh, I, I listen to anything." Yeah, it's like I don't really like. Yeah, any. I like fourteen things. Yeah, I like a handful of things. I mostly like things that are like delicate and chill and like make me feel good. You know, like I have a hard time listening to anything intense on any level. <laughs> <laughs> no, you listen to a lot of intense Sondheim. Yeah, but that's different for me. 
Right. Uh, but I can listen to Sondheim all day long and just be like listening to it and whatever. But I don't know. It's just like, it's not really about the music for me. It's yeah. just about like the vibe and like the energy. I know. And I want to, I would love to go back more. But for instance, like this concert was a band that I absolutely love performing my favorite rock album from the 90s or 2000s at a venue that is like the best venue that I would ever want to see music in. It's like, the like if they had been at a bigger venue, probably wouldn't have been into it. If it wasn't like specifically this album, I would not. Be I don't think it. I would have been that excited about. It. I probably wouldn't have pulled the trigger so enthusiastically. You know, it's just like I I just want this experience all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like something so specific. Yeah, and even then, it's just rooted in nostalgia. I mean, we love the album, but I mean, like. Yeah, I haven't. I listen to this song, one of the songs from the album, maybe every two years. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't really think about it, right? You know, but like I know all those songs, right? And so it's like, oh man, it's just like way more about like memories and having a collective experience with other people who are buying a ticket to the same. Thing. That was the most magical part for sure. Yeah, and it's like everybody's just kind of like in a good mood. Yeah, you know, like it was like a really sweet vibe. Yeah, people were like just kind of like well this is romantic like it was really sweet there is one other concert experience that i've sort of like they keep popping up and i just haven't had any real interest in doing but i think i might just have to do what there's all these like big rap shows that are literally like all the legends like living legends of hip-hop like at one con like there's a show coming up it's like ice cube too short bone e40 snoop dog warren g it's just like they're all at the same place like we're going okay we should do that that, that i think would be, would be really crazy yeah. it's good probably gonna be at like a some big like stadium thing and a big barrier between the stage and it's gonna probably be like the an, an annoying kind of experience but i kind of think we should just do it i also want to go to like a casino in like like <gasps> in the desert hell yeah and you know like keith sweat will that's play why those i like it and like en vogue and shit yeah those are the people i've kind of oh I, hell yeah we should go do that because those venues are a little intimate yeah and super weird yeah and and i think that sounds fun as hell. Let's do a casino episode. Okay, we're going to do a casino oh episode. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I got to <laughs> learn how to gamble too. Okay, well, uh, thanks for going on this journey with us. Yes, and uh, we also uh, got a very great little voicemail from uh, an awesome podcast called This Particular Album is Very Important to Me. Uh, so check that out. Hi, this is Joel Spence and Deborah Tarika from this particular album is very, very important to me. And we're calling in to uh, leave a message about our favorite concert experience we've ever had. Um, Deborah, say hi just to prove that you're here. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> um, so uh, in the summer before my senior year of high school, uh, Midnight Oil came to San Antonio and months before that they were featured on 120 minutes or some MTV program and we me and my buddies fell in love with this band and then the big album Diesel and Dust came out and it was sort of their breakthrough hit in the US they've been huge in Australia up until that point but they came and played this little club in San Antonio of all places and uh, we were in the front, and I, you could tell that the band was so thrilled or surprised that a bunch of uh, high school kids knew their back catalog and was singing along with them. <laughs> and it was a club, so it was really hot, and we were in the front, and I remember my topsiders <laughs> were drenched in sweat, and I'd never, <laughs> never experienced that before uh, with those kinds of shoes, and I was sort of curious about what, how wetness or how water <laughs> affected them, um, but it was a blast. We felt we were at a special time, special place, and they played so amazingly and were energetic, and it was great. That's so cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, mine is, I, mine shouldn't be embarrassing. It's not really embarrassing. Mine is a, a Dave Matthews concert. Um, I'm going to get out of the car right now. <laughs> so it was freshman year in college, uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, and he and Tim Reynolds were playing at the Arlington, which is like a really cool theater. Uh, my friend Andrea and I slept out overnight for tickets because it's before you could get things online. Um, we got great seats. 
Um, the concert was amazing. It had, it was like right after before these crowded streets came out, and so he played a ton of that stuff. It was perfect. And then after the concert, um, we went out back to go see if we could like see him before he gets on his got on his tour bus. And he um, there was a bunch of people waiting, and then like we were waiting in a weird spot, and he came over to us <laughs> and he kissed my cheek, oh. and it was um, uh, like unbelievable. It was really exciting, and um, I'm glad he just kissed my cheek and he didn't actually kiss me because that would have made him a creep. <laughs> um, cool. Check out our podcast. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Particular Album. Um, cool. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you so Let's much for listening and staying jazz. with us. You guys um, will live forever, and I love you with all my heart. Living forever, man. I don't know. I feel like you feel like that's thematically <laughs> connected, but I literally don't understand. I'm just saying, this is a like nostalgia rock and roll episode. Will never, oh, rock and roll, roll will never die. die. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, something like something that. Like that. What is that uh, song? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, Rock and roll will live on forever. No, you Nostalgia. have to stop. You're not doing anything. Okay. <laughs> we love you guys. Muriel. Uh, I was going to say, um, just a really quick thing. If you enjoyed this uh, podcast and you are so inclined, uh, reviews on iTunes really, 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 really help us. Yes. I never leave them and I listen to podcasts all the time. So this might be karma's way of slapping me down. <laughs> but uh, if you enjoy the podcast and you haven't left us a review yet, we would super appreciate it. It helps us spread the word about the podcast and it helps us gain more power so yes. we can smash the, our enemies and <laughs> take over the world. And live, live forever. <laughs> I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. And we're co-hosts of this particular album is very, very important to me. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and also not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Join us for season two with all new guests like, uh, well, you got your Al Yankovics, you got your Kulab Lysaks, you got your Grant O'Briens, your Lauren's Lapkus, your Ego's Wodum, and your Rachel's Bloom. Well, there's more than that. Available at Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.